You are about to listen to what I'm looking at. But first, I want to tell you about sponsoring this podcast. Yes, you can sponsor this podcast episode. Well, not this one, but a future one. I will help you promote your blog, your Instagram, your Patreon page, your Etsy, your small business, anything you want to promote. I can promote it on this podcast. To get started, please email me at whatimlookingatpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks and enjoy the episode. Hello, amazing people of the world. Welcome to what I'm looking at. I'm back. I'm back home after a full month of traveling around, playing music, doing other things, and I'm so happy to be back here with you in the present time. That was weird for a little while, the pre-recorded episodes. I hope that you enjoyed them all. If you're new here, this is a podcast about what I'm looking at. Nothing more and nothing less. I want to mention a couple of things. First of all, shout out to my patrons. Thank you so much for supporting me. As I said in the last patrons only podcast episode, your support means more now than ever because of the hardships financially of touring and being a musician and making content, etc. So your contributions to me are extremely appreciated. I think about it every day and I send a little heart to you floating across America and beyond. And I hope that you feel that little heart every day from me. So thanks, patrons. You're so good, so cool. The best people in the world. And uh, what else? I think, I'm not sure, but I think that I'm going to start a what I'm looking at Instagram account just to remind uh, you about episodes that are coming out and do some hashtags because I don't, really do hashtags or anything marketing-y with my main account and I don't try very hard to be honest to push this podcast on that account so I think maybe I'll start a dedicated account so I can just go full full force with the with the advertising and things like that not really advertising but you know what I mean send me mail if you'd like my PO box is P.O. Box 300836, Austin, Texas, 78703. My website is emilycross.fyi for all of my stuff. This week we've been recording for my other band, Loma. So I got back from tour and immediately jumped into recording, which has been fun. 
what else do I say here? Hmm. I can't remember. Doesn't matter. We're here to look at something. And maybe you are trying to go to sleep. Maybe you are trying to have a relaxing morning. Maybe you are driving and you want to be less stressed out or more bored. Maybe the road is just so stimulating for you, you cannot handle it and you need someone telling you what they're looking at in a calm manner. Who knows why you're listening? I certainly don't. But we're here together, you and me, and we're going to make it fun and we're going to make it relaxing. Some people might tell you you have frantic energy. Well, I'm here to tell you that you don't. Right now, we're relaxed together and taking deep breaths. We're taking breaths that are normal too, deep and shallow. I had a doctor tell me I'm a shallow breather, which is not good. So I have to work on that. Anyway, today we have something here. Something that I used on tour quite a bit. It's a Kindle. A Kindle with ebooks loaded up on there. Did you know that the public library has ebooks that you can rent out just like a ordinary library book but it will go onto your e-reader i didn't know until until i did and then i'm excited about it cuz i have a library card and now i can get ebooks for free onto my kindle so what i want to look at right now is the I guess you'd call it like the screensaver of the Kindle. Because the Kindle itself, there's not much to write home about. It's black. It says Kindle at the bottom in the Kindle font. And uh, yeah, it's it feels good to feel with your hands. I have Pepita here, so <laughs> she's uh, she just coughed. A little bit and she's probably going to be doing some noises she's looking at me right now just so you know anyway it feels good it's like a soft it's not velvety but it's like a very smooth yet tactile feel to it uh, and it's matte black and yeah, the Kindle font is halfway between, I would say it's a sans serif, but there is one little serif on the L that brings it into the world of serif just for a second. And the font is in white. And it's got two little, or one hole on the bottom port for a charger, and then one button that turns it on and off. And that's about it. But there is a screensaver, which is not put on there by me. 
it's, I don't actually know if you can change it, but it looks like it's for, it's by the Kindle. Like they have specific things that they put on here every now and then because it has changed. Anyway, right now it is what I'm about to describe to you. So the screen is about five inches tall by four inches wide. And then the whole device is just slightly bigger than that, maybe um, six and a half by four and a half or five. So this screen is not, there's no true blacks with this e-ink. It's kind of a gray, gray color. And I'm going to describe the image overall and then we'll get into some details. It is a woman standing behind a telescope and she's under a moon that is either waning or waxing Honestly, I don't know the difference right now. And a shooting star or comet. I think all shooting stars are comets. Or asteroids or something. Comet. There's no actual shooting stars, are there? Maybe I should look that up. And then under the tripod of the telescope... There's a lantern that's turned on or illuminated. So let's get into it. She's standing in some kind of barren landscape. It looks like either a desert or some kind of mountain rocky range, rocky mountain range, or Mars. It could be Mars. It's in black and white, so it's hard to say. She is wearing a uh, dress with a corset kind of tied over it, or a dress with a ribbon around the waist, but it's hard to see the details. It's a long, like a floor-length dress uh, with no straps, a strapless dress. And she's looking out towards the horizon and her hair is long and it's blowing, being blown back by a breeze. And you can't see any of the features of her face because of the way she's turned to face the shooting star. But... You can tell she has like a, an enchanted aura about her. The whole image looks fantastical or, yeah, fantasy, fantastic. So it looks like it's either very early morning or dusk and the sun has gone down or hasn't come up yet. The moon is above her head, 
and it is very large. It is a crescent moon. It's uh, just a small sliver. And then the shooting star is to the right. It's got a long tail and then a bright starburst where the uh, comet or whatever it is actually is. And there's some kind of scattered clouds you can see and that's about it for the landscape portion. The telescope looks old-timey. It looks not like a new telescope. And she has her finger, her hand, her left arm and hand, just gently resting on the eyepiece of the telescope. And the telescope is pointed right at the shooting star comet. But she's not looking through it. She just has her hand on the eyepiece. And she is, as I said, gazing out onto the horizon and maybe the shooting star. I can't see where her eyes are pointed. And the telescope is set within some kind of circular contraption atop a tripod. And there's a lantern right in the middle of the three legs of the tripod. And it's illuminated. It's the brightest thing on the ground. And it's kind of lighting up this woman's dress. And the dress looks white or a light color until you get up to the top. And then there's a section where it's either a corset or just the color of the dress that turns to a dark gray color. So all of this is happening kind of on the top half of the scene. There's also some text that happens below it all. And here's what it says in a sans serif fashion. Very plain. It looks like Arial font. It says, find your next favorite book. And that's bigger than the rest of the words, but here's the rest of the words. Get instant access to a massive selection of books in the Kindle bookstore and discover your next great read. So this is kind of an ad for the Kindle bookstore. But I'm telling you right now, you can also get books at your local library. Hopefully. I'm not sure if all libraries do it or just a few. The one in Austin does. Okay, that went by kind of fast. So what I'm going to do is swipe the screen. And it's going to bring me to a page in the book that I'm currently reading. And I might read to you a few paragraphs of what I'm reading. So that you can further relax into whatever situation you're in. Okay, so I'm swiping it, which is how I unlock the Kindle. And it is lit up. 
and now I'm in. I'm on location 5779. I'm 92% done with the book. The book that I'm reading is called The Three Body Problem. I don't know how to pronounce the author's name, but if you just look it up, you'll find it. I think it's spelled C-I-X-I-N-L-E-U or something to that effect. Here I go. Each sofon is capable of multitasking. Multitasking? This is a bit of jargon related to ancient serial computers. Back then, a computer central processing unit could only carry out a single instruction at a time. But because it was so fast and aided by interrupt scheduling, from our low-speed perspective, the computer was carrying out multiple programs at the same time. As you know, the sofons move at close to the speed of light. The surface of the earth is a tiny space for sofons. If sofons patrol around the accelerators on earth at this speed, then from the perspective of humans, it is as if they simultaneously exist in all the accelerators and can almost almost simultaneously create erroneous results in all the accelerators. By our calculations, each sofon is capable of controlling more than 10,000 high-energy accelerators. It takes about four to five years for humans to build each of these accelerators, and it seems unlikely that they can be mass-produced based on their economy and available resources. Of course, they can increase the distance between the accelerators, for example, by building accelerators on the different planets in their planetary system. That would indeed destroy the multitasking operation of the Sophons. But in the time it would take to do that, it would not be difficult for Trisolaris to build ten or more Sophons. More and more Sophons will wander in the planetary system. Added all together, they still won't add up to the... And that's all that's on this page. The background, should be noted, is not pure white. It's like a newspapery print type look. I find it very nice to read on. Some people don't like these e-readers, but I find it easy to read on. I cannot understand reading on an iPad or something like that. That really hurts my eyes, but this doesn't. I've had this Kindle for a number of years, and uh, yeah, it is, it is good for me. Well, I think that this has been the episode. Thank you for being here with me. Please follow my new Instagram if I make it. I think I will. It's called at, uh, at what I'm looking at pod on Instagram. And if you would rate this podcast and leave me a review, if you have some free time, would really appreciate it. Check out my Patreon, Patreon, check out my P.O. Box, check out my website, do all of the things on the internet that help me out. Please, if you would, if you won't, that's fine too. It's just enough that you're here listening. Okay, until next time.